I'm Christine Russo, and you're listening to What Just Happened on MarketScale. Hi, this is Christine Russo, and welcome to What Just Happened. I'm live from Amsterdam, the home of the fabricant. We welcome Mickey LaRosse, and we're here to discuss the fabricant and Web3 today with Mickey. Welcome. Hi, good morning, Christine. How are you? Very well. I'm so excited to think of the fabricant as like, kind of like um, the, like a almost a punk rock uh, kind of rebellion vibe to what um, what's been in the fashion industry. Is that is that a somewhat accurate um, perspective? Yeah, completely. I guess that's our spirit and attitude has always been to be a disruptor, but a disruptor with intention. Um, there's always, you know, our mission has always been at the forefront. Um, and inevitably, you know, when we were founded in 2018, nothing like has existed. So um, everything that we stood for and still stand for kind of was go, swimming against the tide of the traditional fashion industry, um, just declaring that, you know, garments didn't need to be physical to exist four years ago uh, when this conversation wasn't being had by anyone was quite a radical position to take um and we've always stood by what we believed in right there's there's so many i guess wrongs that we can write in the fashion industry because of our capacity with tech that we have now and that we can make it more innovative and exciting um yeah that comes from a, a spirit of really wanting to push the boundaries, which, yeah, I guess correlates with this idea of being a, a punk spirit, if you like. Right. So let me just clarify for people watching and people who follow what I do, they sort of have to come to the table with a little bit of information. So and what we do is what we don't do is talk about what's on the website. So they'll have come kind of checked out the, the website. And so people here already know that you're a digital first fashion house. And so it is astounding and and you're right and there is a lot of we have a saying um let me back up there is a lot of pain sometimes being the first and there's a lot of there can be a lot of frustration being the first and we have a huge industry now that is digital only uh fashion so wh where does the fabricant stand with respect to that some people will gloss it over and say we're glad we love it we want the more the merrier some people are like we want our time we want to be able to be the leader and everyone else is welcome, but we really, because we started this, we are the authority. What is the perspective? As you rightly point out, there is great difficulty in being the first, right? Everybody sort of observes what you're doing, um, but also just waits to see if you take a hit, which is also a thing. Um, and that doesn't come a place from a place of malice. It's like, okay, this is a kind of... Uh, interesting way of doing things um, and we've always been really super aware of that right we don't we're not complacent about our position we've been doing it probably longer than most people in the space but you know that doesn't mean that we think we're you know number one or the absolute authority of course we're building an industry the the idea that we started out with was we can't exist as an island you know, we want to build a complete industry. So that requires other play, uh, players, other perspective, uh, other aesthetics to come into the same space as us. So, you know, we 
collaborate frequently with all our peer companies. Digital fashion is a really small industry right now, but it's growing. Um, and we all have to work together to make it, you know, resilient and lasting. So yeah, it's very gratifying to have this maybe, um, I guess, OG position, right? The fabricant's been around and, and, and people know our name. Um, and that's great. And, you know, we're, we're really, uh, you know, aware and, you know, not complacent about that idea. But does that mean that we're always going to be in the lead? No. Does that mean that we don't need other people? Of course not. We completely need other people in this space to support and really build what we need to build. You know, digital fashion, like physical fashion, needs a complete spectrum of possibility because not everybody wants the same thing from a digital fashion house, just like the, you know, in the real world, or uh, people don't want exactly the same look from the physical fashion world. So there's room for more and more people for us all to really thrive, yeah. I think that's a great perspective. It's like, give us our due, give us our space to really do what we need to do because it takes time. And while at the same time, join us, uh, rising tides lift all boats. We will, we will do this together. If you're on the same mission, I think the mission, it's mission critical. Now I know why that saying is, you know, it's really like if you share the philosophy and you share the mission, uh, you're, you're welcome to join. I would guess that if it's, uh, let's say there's a player who's just um, maybe just transaction driven and more commercially driven. I don't know if they would vibe as well with you. I don't think everyone's kind of the same um, the same philosophy. I mean, this is a philosophy. Yeah, we've always come from this, um, I guess, big, rich uh, perspective of, of what we believe in, this idea of building an industry that's more sustainable, more democratic, uh, more equitable for everybody that participates, um, and really elevating creators within this, within this space to give them power, you know, to make it a creator-led industry. Within that, obviously, there were always going to be maybe existing physical brands that come into the space, uh, Web2 players that come into the space, um, and they don't necessarily all kind of buy in wholesale to what we say. You know, we're a digital-only fashion house, which is a very particular take on the space. Uh, and now you see more and more people joining the space that are maybe doing that uh, digital to physical crossover, which is which is valid. And, but comes with a different point of view on how to approach the space. Um, so yeah, so whilst we maybe have a, a much richer narrative, maybe in a, a much bigger belief system that we stand by and that we talk about, um, not everybody shares that philosophy, but for us, it's about being consistent about what we believe in uh, and really putting our energy behind that to, to create something um, that, build the infrastructure for the world that we're talking about to come to fruition. Let's talk to some of the people listening who don't know what digital fashion is. Do you sure. want to share with us a little bit the manifestation of that, how that uh, expresses itself, how that is utilized? What is the, what is your marketplace? What is your existence in that sense? Sure. So digital only fashion are garments and fashion experiences that exist purely in virtual spaces. Um, so the garments that we create are entirely non-physical. Uh, they're built in 3D. Um, they're for use on your avatar or you might interact with the garment, maybe in a more familiar way um, with 
an AR filter. Um, that's also another take on digital fashion. Um, and within that, you know, your garments are both something to wear and express yourself. When we talk about our garments, by the way, we talk about them as a means to express your identity in virtual worlds. Because as we transition into maybe a more virtual existence um, and we interact and transact through avatars, um, the clearest way of communicating something about yourself is, is, is probably through the garment that your avatar is wearing or the way that you present yourself in this virtual space. Um, so our garments have this function of both being, you know, something visually spectacular, but also a means to communicate who you are in an area where perhaps um, that's the only means of, of, of really presenting yourself, presenting an idea about who you are. Um, but most importantly, your garments are a digital asset. Uh, and they're a digital asset that you own because they're minted as NFTs on the blockchain. Um, so you really have um, something to wear, something to collect, and then something to trade. Um, and with our garments particularly, um, something that enables you to have a source of revenue in perpetuity. Um, within our garments, behind each garment in the smart contract, we build in um, a share of revenue for the person that created the garment, the digital artist that created the fabric, and the person that minted the NFT. So there's this three-way split. So this idea of a virtual circle, a circle of participation in the creation of a garment um, is also something that we believe in. And it's a very different way of thinking about the fashion industry as this kind of co-creation place where we all collaborate to create collections. So there's a lot to chew on there, I appreciate, but that's a little bit of a, an insight into our perspective on digital fashion and what a digital garment is in Camden. So to recap, it's it's for Web3. So essentially, it's um, it has Web3 characteristics in that it is there's there's co-ownership, which is a really big there's a big hurdle to understanding co-ownership. We come from a Web2 world. We come from a I made it. You pay me. You like it. You pay me. I make the money. And then it sort of falls off from there. Uh, one of the ways for people to understand this is when we ha we have in the in our current world, let's call it Web two, resale. We have a resale industry. So uh, if you think about it, a brand designs a garment and then they and someone buys it, and then quote unquote ownership of this garment no longer exists. The brand doesn't own it. The first person who bought it doesn't own it they're welcome to sell it either on a marketplace or directly. And then it sort of keeps moving on and on. Whereas, and in response to that, because there's no recognition to the creator in this case, let's I reference a brand, right? So, I mean, there's actually a creator behind that an actual artist who is creating this particular thing. Web three is the creator has a fingerprint on that forever. And every time it transacts, there's a financial gain to the creator. Yeah. And then there's also a financial gain to the person who, let's say, first bought it. And we don't use the word bought, we use mint in Web3. So I'm really speaking to people who are learning in this, yeah. in this world and absorbing information. It's really very, uh, it's a little complicated for people because even the language is different. So they're minting it, which means bought. And so 
Now, one thing I have a question about, let's say now it goes to its third person, it trades again, it moves on again. Uh, you now have the originator who has ownership. You have the first person who has ownership. Do each subsequent owners have a piece of this particular uh, item going forward? Like, does it just keep building ownership? Like, how does that actually work? I'm just curious for myself. Yeah, no, there is a cap on that, right? So it requires you to be maybe at the beginning of the creation process. Um, otherwise, obviously, the split would get tinier, 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 right? right? right. <laughs> I'm like, how does this history of a garment? Um, when does it run out? <laughs> right. Yeah, making it a realistic financial proposition requires that you cap participation in the royalties at a certain point um, in order for it to be, you know, a viable means of um, finance for people. Um, but within that, anybody can participate, right? Anybody can come into our platform and mint a garment as an NFT and can begin that process for themselves. So anybody can jump into the space become a, a co-creator in a garment and start to be, I know, either, well, there's multiple possibilities in Web3. There's sort of so many professions that we haven't uh, imagined yet. So you could become a digital fashion brand, a sort of metaverse native brand. You could become a collector. You could become a digital stylist. Um, but actually the idea that anybody can become a co-creator of a garment is really important because of course, yeah, this idea of royalties um, being part of the the spirit of it, and you being able to, um, you know, appropriately and feasibly have some kind of financial benefit from that, does require you to be early in the process. But what I love about everything on the a blockchain is just this idea of provenance that you, as someone that minted the garment, are written into the story of the garment on the blockchain. Um, so it really sort of creates this beautiful connection to a garment um, that you have because you're there at its sort of origin story, which I think is really nice. And I think um, certainly with people that mint our garments, they feel that kinship with the garment because they were literally part of its coming into being. So there's a there's a very sort of, you know, people talk about maybe text not having the emotional connection. And I would say it's sort of the opposite, really, because you're deeply embedded within the garment, both kind of emotionally, because you literally customized it up to your own terms, um, and then technologically, because it's written into the story of the garment for everybody to see um, that you were there as one of the creators, so yeah. Well, that's where democratization comes in, and that's another kind of foreign concept for, I think, the world in which we live in now, which is uh, there are, you know, uh, designers that are that helm certain houses and then they have the say and it trickles down that's sort of the fashion world that we live in and this is and turn the yeah if that's a triangle with someone at the pinnacle you actually turn the triangle upside down where you have a broad base of opportunity there's very little gatekeeping or barriers to entry and fashion is fashion currently into web two is very much a barrier to entry because it drives value. And so here we have a very important point. What's the value, right? Like if anyone can do it, who cares? Well, that's being rewritten as well. So anyone can do it. And then there's a whole new set of values applied to um, 
digital fashion and NFTs. So, I mean, obviously scarcity drives value. Uh, experience drives value, unique perspective, like an Alexander McQueen, like he's God gifted and he can do whatever. Um, so, uh, and those things probably still apply to a degree where despite any kind of digital transformation, we're still human. We still value someone's creativity because we're astounded at the things they can do because we know how hard it is. Writing music, uh, creating fashion, doing art i mean it's this is a gift that is cultivated over time experience etc in some cases truly given to someone um that being said so if it's open to everyone now and you can get a lot of like you know less quality stuff but that's okay because value is being redefined the value of something is being mm -hmm. redefined as well is there anything you can add to um what you've seen like something that it's a democracy driven, it's, you know, no, no barrier to entry kind of situation and something really took off. And the reason was it, it did is because of X, Y, or Z. These things I think are fundamentally different than the regular kind of experiences we have. Can you speak to that? You know, I think it's a really interesting point you make about um, value. Um, and I think, what we're seeing with Web3 is, is people kind of reimagining value and what, what is value to them? Um, you know, is value just participation in this space? Is it being in there early? Is it rarity? Um, the, something interesting that we've noticed with ours, people are creating value around you know, the artists that they support. Um, there's a great deal of pride, um, you know, when they co-create an art item with an artist or a creator that they admire. Um, so that idea that you can step in and really collaborate with someone that you you think is amazing anyway, and then support them by um, you know interacting with their work and their garments is a different kind of value. You know, it comes from a different um, place. So I don't even think we've maybe unpacked all the possible new versions of value because people are still applying those to to what they see in the Web3 space because everything is new, as we know. Um, and it's very much um, a nascent space that's being um, iterated collectively all the time. Um, but yeah, I would say already inherent in the digital fashion space, there's scarcity as a value. So there's maybe limited edition runs of things, um, which I guess is um, aligned with the historic idea of luxury in the space, right? If there's a, a luxury take on digital fashion, that would be it. Um, but this idea that, you know, you are participating in something unique, uh, participating um, with a creator that maybe hasn't been accessible to you, is a different way of thinking of it. Uh, and then creating your own garments. So all the garments on our platform are, are unique. They're a co-created collection, but your particular version is one of one. So this idea of you kind of creating something unique is also um, obviously a really valuable proposition to people. Agreed. Let's talk about you for a minute um, before we have to wrap. T tell me how you spend your day. You are head of um, partnerships. Partners? Tell me what you content. do. <laughs> content, no worries. <laughs> content. I was like, if he is with a C, where's my notes? Um, yeah. So, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for us? How do we understand how you spend your day? Sure. So, my role means that I um, oversee and create the fabricants' brand narrative and storytelling um, and our philosophy. 
Um, so within that, my days are spent either working with the fashion team uh, when they've sort of done, a, you know, an amazing kind of conceptual overview of a collection. I'll work with them maybe to shape the story around that so it it lands or resonates with our audience. Um, I work with the socials team, the communications team, um, making sure all our messages are, is aligned across our platforms and they're building both into our spirit and uh, philosophy and obviously guide it, you know, focus on our business goals, but also adding value to our community. Because obviously, as we know, Web3 is nothing without community. It's a sort of a space where we're building everything alongside everybody um, you know, in our community and our audience really participate with us. So this idea that you know we're both co-creating the brand, the fabricant with our audience, um, and then co-creating our values belief system with our audience um, is part of the sort of narrative and storytelling. Um, and obviously we receive loads of feedback from them about what they want to see and who they want to talk about and who's, who they'd like us to collaborate with. Um, so all of that stuff tends to come under my uh, re remit to a, a greater or lesser degree on a daily basis. Got it. Great. Um, is there anything coming up that you want to share with us so we can let people know about um, whether you have an announcement or you're going to the fabricants going to I see you guys everywhere. Um, but uh, in terms of an in person or a webinar, uh, is there anything coming that we should know about? Oh, where are we? We're going to be at Miami. Uh, you'll probably cross paths um, with a couple of our founders, Amber and Kerry, if you're at Miami uh, Decentral and at Basel. Uh, this week, this week, the team are at Slush in Finland, um, which is a huge kind of Web3 and investor conference. Uh, but generally, we're everywhere. We do appear kind of in lots of places, which is great. Um, so you see, obviously, our fashion team talking about our fashion perspective, um, our founders talking, you know, here, there and everywhere. And obviously, speaking to our, you know, our fellow creators in NFTs and Web3 is super important for us so that we, um, you know, we have a kind of shared spirit and support one another. Um, so that's where we tend to appear in all kinds of places. But right now, our big push is on our next project, which is called Whole Land. Um, Whole Land is a huge project for us. So it's a fabricant native collection. Um, that we're going to be dropping um, over time. So it's a really big commitment to narrative and storytelling. So it's a multi-chapter um, digital fashion storytelling project, which will be dropped um, in various NFT drops and garments, really building on this huge story, um, which is based around the idea of embracing your shadows to become whole. So really digging deep into who we are via digital fashion and exploring who we can be via the virtual space, right? Maybe using the digital world in ways that um, probably we wouldn't use in the physical world, maybe things that we'd be shy of talking about or exploring or expressing in the physical world. We're creating this environment through whole land where you can really kind of dig deep into who you are, maybe look around in the, the darker corners of your personality and really bring those into the light. <laughs> Don't worry, he's busy, he's busy. <laughs> um, yeah, so really it's a, it's this kind of um, environment or world that we're creating, really. It's a world-building project. Um, and with that, obviously, it requires, you know, 
a period of time for that to unroll and a really big commitment to, to narrative and storytelling. So we're super excited about it, um, but it's our big, our big moment. So people will be able to, I think, sign up for the Mint at the end of this month. So we're in November. So we're, we're doing the, um, uh, the sign up to be able to participate in Holland uh, very soon. I'm obsessed. That is a huge announcement. And it combines so many great things from being in something from the beginning, but also have it be going out over time and keeping people engaged and developing the story. Uh, that's a really great announcement. And I appreciate you sharing that with me. I want to thank you for your time. This was a great chat. Um, it's such a good way to learn about what you do from kind of an in-depth standpoint. As I said, people can check out the website um, and also bump into the team because they really truly are everywhere. Um, and I appreciate it. And we will perhaps circle back and um, at the end of when the whole land rolls out and see kind of what's what. Amazing, Christine. A pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks.